What's up, guys? Welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. I'm Jackson Russo. I'm the only host today. Normally, have, we have more hosts, but this is my my dry run. See if I can do this alone. Yeah, the cat also didn't run away. So, <laughs> here, man. last episode we recorded, she got all up in the middle of it. I think we got a couple uh, meows in there. She's all sprawled out right now. Yeah. She's ready to go. Don't make eye contact, because oh, then okay. she'll get straight up in your shit. So, today we have... Uh, Astragal, did I pronounce that fine enough or I think that's a yeah, that's, that's a, a fine that's pronunciation. A, yeah. I've had we've had people say everything. varying things and a struggle is the worst. Yeah. Somebody was like, Oh, I love your band a struggle? Yeah, like I, I find say. it uh that as long as they know the name, that's yeah. all that really matters. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You know as long as you know what they think your name is isn't anything terrible. Mm. You know, as yeah. long as they know the music, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because I think it's very rare that a name other than a singer-songwriter's name has anything to do with the music, mm-hmm. which I would assume is the same with you guys. Yeah. Okay. No one's uh, breaking the mold here. Cause, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can't think of a single band like Radiohead. That doesn't make sense no, uh, it doesn't. with their music at all or anything yeah. like that. No. White Stripes, anything. Mm-hmm. Two Fair basic bands I just mentioned. Interpol. <laughs> yeah, Interpol. There's one. And that's an, a band. I, I love Interpol, but you can't look them up without putting Interpol band. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah exactly. That's exactly how well, our you, band you, is. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Isn't Interpol like the... Um, international. It's like the yeah, international, international police. police. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, so it's wow. like, I don't think they're about that. I think they're about like I sadness. Yeah, if you look up Interpol, uh, <laughs> that's what you get is that website. It's like Interpol.org. Mm-hmm. It's like your report, report somebody that's going to attack somebody. Yeah, it's like terrorist and it's stuff like, like that. I'm going to look that up right Don't now. listen like to an crime. amazing album that All saved right. people. So, Astragal from Houston. Mm-hmm. I'll let you guys introduce yeah. yourselves yeah, and say what you do in the band. Jimmy, I play guitar and I sing mm, yeah. and give back ropes. Yeah. He doesn't uh, give back ropes. I'm Sam, drums. I'm um, David. I play the bass. Mm-hmm. I just want to mention that uh, Jimmy, before we started, asked if the mic was close enough. As a singer, you should probably know that. I just, That's I don't point. know. I just don't. See, so do you want it to be super crisp? Do you want it to be like, "Hey, what's up?" Or like, mm-hmm. "Oh, yeah." Mm-hmm. So I was talking about something, and you have like a room <laughs> mic, and it's just super uncomfortable. See, I, I, I never try to say that unless it's brought up. But I have people who will talk to the side. Whoa, it's yeah, the worst. So, yeah, it was- but, it, but and that's a, th- a good thing to mention is, you know, I try as best as I can to get us in kind of a circle formation. I have to stay ne- near a computer. But, you know, that's what people don't think of about podcasts um, is that, you know, you have to stay with the mic. So you're used to turning in a conversation and most people don't know how to swivel with a mic. I love swiveling. Yeah. It, th- that's something I can <laughs> bitch about all day. Swiveling? As, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I could bitch about swiveling all day. Well, mm. hang out with me a bit more. So you guys are a trio. This is the full band taking yes. it here. Yeah. And from what I can tell, you have music dating back to 2016. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything else that important that happened in 2016. So I'm just going to yeah. give that. That's y'all's year. Yeah. Uh, nothing important at all happened nothing. that year <laughs> at all. all. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I tried looking up 2016. And I was like, oh, well, you know, what came out that year? What? Uh, nothing. You know, oh, of course. It's no. weird. I couldn't find a single thing. We were children. Yeah. We were, we were <laughs> yeah. babies, definitely. I'm still a child. Yeah. I mean, I saw that you guys, uh, you have, uh, it posted that your name is c- comes from a novel. Yes. Yeah. Did you guys do that because you got asked a lot what it was? Because 
also astragal is a door sweep yeah 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 yes, that's what you look it, up it it's came like the frame always the like it, uh, if you look that up on youtube that's all yeah. you get yeah it originally just came from like the book primarily yeah. yeah straight only from the book really and then you know people started guessing what it was like um like you know we're from houston so we often get like space themes because like astra Oh, okay, and that then, makes sense. Like that kind of thing, but that that was never like a concept yeah, when making NASA. the name. <laughs> I think y'all are the <laughs> y'all are the first Houston band that we've had on here. So Sick. anybody who's not in Texas or does, is not aware, that's where uh, NASA is, yeah. and all the humidity in the world just kind of hangs oh, yeah. out there. You can walk outside and just walk through like a water park, basically. Going, yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna go like on a run. Your skin's very, very moisturized. In the summer, yeah, I was there recently, and it, it's it, it's definitely humid, and there's no zoning there, which is also another fun fact. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, you can have like a sports bar next to an elementary school. Well, that's yeah, sick. that's a fun thing to look up. If uh, you know, I was before going to Houston, I was one of those people who was like, well, I don't really get zoning. Why is it important? And then uh, I went to Houston. And you're like, oh, there's a paper mill right next to that person's. You know home from the 40s yeah yeah and it's yeah. just like oh that that's not a good idea it's yeah. pretty wild it's, 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 a, a, weird it's, it's a wild city to live in sometimes. and the streets are definitely it's not yeah. like a grid system like most cities oh, and not it's at a all. huge not city at all. too not no it's massive it's crazy it's one of the biggest in the u.s right mm -hmm. yeah it's like, it's like fourth like, yeah like yeah. fourth yeah. largest city fourth or fifth i used to drive 40 minutes to get into town and i lived like yeah. on the edge of houston quote unquote like without traffic 35 minutes like yeah. driving to yeah. downtown or it's, to a popular part near downtown it's funny when people talk to me about uh because i live in denton but i work in dallas and people talk about dallas i was talking with a guy i work with and i was like oh yeah i'm going to new york city uh soon and he goes oh i'm not interested and going i was like okay what do you well, mean weird. <laughs> and he was just like oh i'm a country guy i don't like it and i was like yeah but you know you're never curious i, I don't want to live in new york city but i love going there yeah, yeah. and but he was mm -hmm. like oh no uh, I work in Dallas. This is a city. I was like, oh, like not even close. No, no, like, no, no, no. You can shit. drive through Dallas without any headache at all. Yeah, you drive through sure. New York, you're probably going to want to pull your hair out. It's yeah. a difficult city. And Houston can be kind of similar. I mean, every it's, time I drive through, yeah. I make some bad turns. It is the only place where you can uh, park in a turn lane that I've noticed. I was this past week when I was there, there was a turn lane that had meters on the side of it. So people had parked in the turn lane like it had the turn arrow and they just stopped there and paid the meter and walked off i was like hell yeah well what Houston. the fuck just imagine being behind that person and uh them just park get out of their car and you're like cool i was gonna just slap turn them a there. little bit yeah yeah a little bit of slapping yeah i've actually so, never really like even nobody. focused on that that's interesting that's your uh real quick um houston um lesson for anybody who doesn't <laughs> know houston houston texas come get confused wet and uh Yes, yeah, sit in traffic. That's about it. Yeah. No, there's a lot of cool stuff. How's the music scene over there? I've played there a couple of times. I haven't made many connections with like local bands. Um, I haven't gotten a good gauge of it. I, mm -hmm. I feel most places I've played, I've had a good gauge. Like San Antonio is stuff yeah. in the 80s, sounding like the Scorpions and Hell stuff like that. Yeah. You know, Austin is that whole weird indie vibe. That's what they want. Sometimes blues. Is there anything that's kind of defining to Houston? I mean, you talk about zoning laws earlier. I think the music scene is like relates so close to that. It's just always changing. That's it's good. never the same. It's always like 
you know, a group of bands playing the same show that are completely different than one another. And so there's really, it's, I mean, it's always just in flux, you know, it's just yeah. always changing. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, so it's been interesting to be, to be a band or to just play music for so, for a long amount of time and see, uh, the different changes. I mean, we always have new venues popping up or yeah. old ones closing, you know, it, it's pretty wild. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty wild place to live in, to, to be an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like you said, venues do pop up and leave. Like, we had just had a place that showed up for, like, maybe... We had one of our really good venues shut down. And uh-huh. then, like, there was, like, this other place that opened up for a little bit that was interesting. And um, it was just there for, like, what, four months? It was yeah. But yeah, four, four months, but, like, Spruce a million... Goose, yeah. But it had, like, a million yeah, gigs. shows there, and, like, every yeah. night. And I mean, it's it's a weird city. Not a lot of people care too much about like local music very much. Um, I think that can be said for the world, pretty <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, seriously. I but, mean, maybe not for a place like Denton, because we're up here so much. Because I think people do care about um, yeah buying bands merch and like going to shows and and things like that and. I think that um, helps that we're kind of in a college town. I know there, yeah. you know, he's a college, has a like college. music town too. Yeah, 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 there is, there is. But you it's know, downtown. when you put a college in the middle of a city, this college doesn't take over. Whereas, like Denton is known for, oh, we have UNT, we yeah. also have TWU, right. but right. it's known for, hey, we got that jazz program. So, right, you know, it, it's definitely. I have friends who uh, go to school up in Boston at. Um, berkeley and you know that's like you know when you talk about like the pinnacle of musical it's typically that and Mm. uh but they talk about how they've only played like one gig in boston uh like the three years they've been there because it's just impossible to get a gig there because there's so many artists so interesting yeah it's a nice uh, yeah there's not really houses for them to have house shows from what they say so there's not and i mean i don't want to speak for them but I, I don't think most people who go to berkeley are the type of people who are playing diy spaces they're probably expecting yeah. to get paid as musicians Fair should yeah. but Locust you know they're too. paying so much for a degree that they probably want to get paid I, I mean i guess and we we just did an interview with someone else and they asked this question about like what is our music scene like like what is like the industry like what is your feelings about it and like i kind of came to the conclusion that like putting our head down and just working on like our thing rather than worrying about like where the industry is going or like what's happening even in our music scene is like way healthier mentally like taking care of yourself i mean because it's just always going to change all the time so why worry so much about it if it's already you know what i mean like yeah that that's a really um, hard thing to do too and another thing is that i think people artists in houston and just bands in general expect people to like their music for the and you just you can't expect anyone to buy anything from you you can't expect people to like things you just have to make sure that you like it you know and you cannot go into art expecting people to like you because you're you're going into something that's like there's so much judgment associated with it you're just by making something you're automatically asking someone to judge your work and so like yeah being in houston I don't think there's a lot of judgment, but like, I don't know. It there's not a lot of judgment. There's not a lot of feedback. There's though. there's not yeah exactly. There's not a lot of judgment. Not there's not a lot of feedback. And I think putting yeah. my head down lately has made me mentally way more stable. Yeah, because then you <laughs> yeah. end up doing really what you want to do and not what you think you should do. Hopefully. Yeah. And then I mean, I've had similar things where like the music I make is 
nowhere near like the music Mm -hmm. that i love and not Mm -hmm. saying that i don't like my music but like you know my favorite bands like right now i'm listening to a lot of metal and i'm not talking about like black sabbath Mm -hmm. i'm talking about like screaming metal i don't play that music at all Mm -hmm. i'm not technical enough nor is that the music i want to make but i really like the music Mm -hmm. so i find myself in these or self in this space of just kind of like oh this is what i'm surrounding myself with but it's okay to not sound like what you are listening to. Right, definitely. Which is really hard to do. And then also on the other point of like kind of having that, we, I assume we all started making music because it was fun Mm -hmm. and that's what we like doing. And then uh, you kind of get to that point where you're like, okay, well, I'm putting out music now and you want people to accept it. But if you can keep that mindset of like, oh, I'm doing this for fun, uh, if people accept accept it that's great but if they don't that's okay too i'm still doing this which is a super difficult thing to do but yeah yeah. but you guys uh to move on to y'all's music a bit you just released a um ep yeah second ep uh at least i would assume it's the second ep yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it Uh, It looks very similar to the first one but uh you guys just released that beautiful in march so Mm -hmm. really new yeah definitely how's that been I personally think it's been amazing. I it's mean, been like uh, definitely more of the direction we're aiming to go too. So I think it definitely reveals us more in our true light yeah, than compa- some of our other released music. Compared to the first EP, I mean, the song writing style, it, it's similar, but you know, even with, I, I don't know if it's just production value, but it sounds like the production value went up, which is mm-hmm. always, for me, I think that's a fun thing. We recorded in Dallas, baby. Where'd y'all record? We did DBU. Okay. I don't know where that is. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> we record with uh, our friends Nathan and Blake of Elevator Music. Okay. Um, Nathan from Sad Cops. Wonderful. And um, they, they were just really great to work with. And yeah, we recorded at Dallas Baptist University. Okay. That's where Sad Cops recorded their uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now they're chilling at the Bean Cave. It's all uh, clicking now. Yeah. Y'all are uh, and speaking to kind of Denton and uh i i ran into y'all's music i had actually heard about y'all before i asked y'all to be on the show um i was just at a show and it was like some super sweaty hot show in a uh, (laughs) in a house i think it was in a garage and yeah that might have been the first one yeah it was really good you there yeah i was that that was was like our favorite that was our first denton show that made me want to play somebody poured wine on me mortar house and yeah that's what it was it was like in this neighborhood huh so yeah you really saw us at mortar house yeah and the funny thing is that's not a place that's around anymore which yeah from what we heard and then also like uh it was as hot as mortar so you know like it was i almost like I think we all almost like had a heart attack at one point. No, I dude, think I, I only like almost died. Yeah, I think I only stuck through half of y'all's set because like I was it's, just it was like, this is really good, there. but this is too hot. Yeah. I this is what I did. I remember now vividly. I walked in with my girlfriend and she was really enjoying it. And I was like, Hey, I can't stand in here anymore. So she stayed <laughs> I and I just went and hung out in the kitchen and listened to the music. So <laughs> you guys are good kitchen enough tunes. live that you're fun to watch and then also good to listen to. Well, that I didn't just you. go to the thank backyard. you. That means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. Yeah, that that you know, I've talked about house shows with tons of people and it's always the same thing of like, you know, it's really fun and it gets, you know, people who aren't twenty one able to go see shows whereas a lot of venues nowadays are twenty one plus or whatever. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So it it gets a lot of people who are able to go to these shows and then it also gets those uh people who typically wouldn't go to a show, they're really there to just party. Yeah. But they end up coming to see you and it is 
always a confidence boost yeah. having a mm-hmm. full room of people exactly. who are really into you. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. That's how it usually is, though. Like, we knew that backyard past the garage, the garage was full with maybe like 100 oh, yeah. people, maybe a little bit more. And then the backyard was just packed. And I knew all of those people were not there for music. In the backyard, yeah, at yeah. least. Like, a lot of them were just hanging out and drinking. But, you know, yeah. they're still there. And yeah. it's like, oh, my God, Having there's so many time, people yeah. here. It's like, wow, this is crazy. It's probably one of, the, like, the most vivid memories I have of us yeah, being in definitely. a band is, is us playing it, getting back in our car after loading everything up oh, and yeah. just looking at each other, like, pausing, like, silent, and then just, like, immediately freaking out. We're like, what just happened? Like, cause, it, was, like it was made up. We, we never had that sort of thing in Houston. I don't think we really have had it that was like even still and yeah. we've been together for what like was that your first years, uh house show or? that was our first denton house yeah. show we've, okay. we've played house shows before in houston and like north houston that have like went really well and have you know have had like a lot of people and it's been like really nice and stuff but to like go somewhere completely different have that is and just a people, really everybody engaged yeah, yeah i just oh, couldn't yeah. believe how like everyone was just jumping around and pushing oh, yeah. each other i've always wanted to like have that effect on and someone hopefully i'm wrong but I'm assuming most of those people didn't know your music. Oh, so oh yeah, you know, they're definitely not. Yeah. To uh, that in such a positive way. So yeah. Yeah. It's really good. And then, you know, I can't speak for all 100 or so people there, but it at least stuck with me that, you know, we're here today. Right. However, like that was maybe a year or two ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, yeah. yeah, it was like yeah. two years. It was ago. during Hurricane Harvey. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we're here for a week. Then. Yeah. We we came yeah, we up here. Stuck. We we you know, Hurricane Harvey like came through and we we're kind of it was at the beginning of it, right? It was coming into Houston, and we decided to go do this Denton show. And we came up here, did the Denton show, and we tried to go back home. Three but times. there was these massive yeah. billboards that said "Turn around," yeah. and did, we just we got stuck here with the Sad Cops guys. I was gonna yeah. say, did you guys uh, sleep with Sad Cops? For yeah, that time? yeah because for the I'm whole time. Pretty sure when they were on this podcast, they talked about that. Yeah. So oh, really? Wonderful. That's funny. Okay. I mean, we're so Enveloped thankful for them. Amazing friendships. Yeah. That, so funny. Yeah. It was amazing. They really took care of us, and they even like hooked us up with another show like that. Yeah, week. yeah, it was at the Bean Cave. Nice yeah. Dudes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen them do that for a lot of people. I think like Mom Jeans had a similar thing with them that they ended up being in town an extra day, and they figured out like some real random show. And I think that I think that was like right before Mom Jeans like really yeah. blew up, and they're one of the biggest bands in that scene right now, definitely for sure. So, uh, you guys recorded the EP. It just came out recently. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the, I mean, you guys have like two EPs to your name. You have a split. Mm-hmm. And so what is the kind of process going behind that? Did you intentionally kind of do, okay, we're going to have a couple EPs and while we're working on something else or did it just kind of happen that way? And I, I'm sure, you know, there was no intentional thinking about a lot of this stuff. And it right. just, you just put it in the words. There wasn't intentional <laughs> thinking. Yeah. Like, we don't really all. have like a, like well, we plan to release like a, a record soon, hopefully. But we just kind of that's intentional. A lot of the times, we just kind of get together in the practice space and just kind of pop stuff out. Yeah, <laughs> little babies. The, the first EP was very, I think, intentional because we that, wanted yeah, songs. Yeah. We wanted songs for our friends to listen to, and so we that's recorded fine. that EP like with some old friends of ours, just in my bedroom. And it, at that point, it was just like we're playing to friends all the time, which was great. Yeah, yeah. But it was more like oh, you're in a band, like, where's your music? And we're like, okay, let's just, you know, record some songs. It was like that. And then the split thing was very spontaneous because we met this band called Donna Hayward in Houston, and we saw them play, 
and right after they played we're like we really connect with you you know we're a trio you're a trio let's do a split so we just did that and that was also kind of spontaneous just like the first ep and then ep2 i think was also extremely spontaneous because like we were just going to repress our e our first ep as a seven inch and then do a new single yeah but we ended up liking the recording process so much with Elevator Music that we ended up writing a full EP like in the span of a month or two months almost. And yeah. then just going back and recording more songs. Yeah. Um, and I think like a, a lot of our writing process is very like spontaneous too. And I think that's why I'm drawn to Astragal personally. It's just kind of how it comes out of nowhere, I guess. Literally yeah. out of nowhere. It just hits yeah. you. The, it's, we're just like, oh, hey, let's practice. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you sit there and you're like, oh, I don't want to play anything. And somebody just starts going booby beep, boo boo. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, happens. yeah. And something and just like, ha- it happens. We just we get together at least like once a week. And sometimes those days are like just kind of like rehearsing some already thing, like things we already have. And then sometimes like like – like two practices ago we wrote two songs like it was yeah. just kind of like just really mm-hmm. spontaneous the ones we're really proud of like, yeah that we're like oh my ones God. that we're gonna keep yeah that we're I, just like whoa because, i always yeah. find it interesting when you meet someone who's like oh yeah you know i i wrote this song with this in mind when they're talking musically and lyrically it's just like man how the fuck do you yeah. map that out in your I head know, yeah. right. with me i just sit down and fuck around on a guitar until i think i've done something i've haven't done before yeah, right definitely. and yeah i don't know how you just kind of sit there and think it out because with most people who I, I assume most people who don't uh you know do have creative outlets you know like writing or art or anything i think a lot of the times it just is spontaneous and it's just based on a feeling and you mm-hmm. just happen to capture it right feelings yeah, right. that everyone has you we've just you know mm-hmm. decided to you know try and capture well, it. rather than replicating something it's like oh man i love this song so i'm gonna try to sound like this right. yeah maybe with a little bit of spice of this like you know if you just replicate that same thing it's like it's still original yeah yeah but it's also like mm, the, the more we, the more we've tried to force things the worse mm-hmm. it comes out like yeah. if we try to force writing if we hey try guys, to force write a song Doesn't if we happen. try to force practicing if we try to force going doing anything it doesn't really benefit us and we have to like really cultivate a nice atmosphere for one another of like making it stress-free you know what i mean like there has to be a lot of optimism in it to work i think well very much so with this uh new ep which it is called ep2 it will be linked in this but um with this new ep uh i for me personally, it struck, and I hope this isn't a bad thing, but it struck this kind of chord of uh, like nostalgia, which for me personally, when something strikes uh, like a nostalgia chord, I'm not talking about like, oh, Ready Player One and some gimmicky bullshit like mm-hmm. that. I'm talking more about, uh, you know, kind of like <laughs> capturing what we were just talking about, capturing this feeling of like, you know, like, oh, this is how I used to feel when doing this or that yeah. kind of stuff. And somehow it captures that. And I'm sure that's not intentional at all, and that's just a you know my personal feeling on it. But mm-hmm. and like I find it more with uh, stuff that has you know kind of spacey yeah. or atmospheric type mm-hmm. uh, ambient tones to it, which uh, I believe it's the guitar that's making that kind of stuff. And from yeah. live videos I've seen, yeah, uh, it does seem that way. I think nostalgia is such like a fascinating factor with music. You know, like we, we just we created these songs, and we each have our own experiences with them, and we think about you know the individual things that we think about and then to have you say that it makes you feel nostalgic about something else is just yeah and i've really met you guys so it's like yeah it's a weird it's you know sharing that human experience Mm -hmm. type thing but um 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's an interesting thing. And, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I don't like telling people what songs are about because mm-hmm. I feel like as soon as you tell somebody about, like, oh, well, this song is about this X, Y, Z that person now only thinks about that thing, whereas mm. prior to that, they could have been thinking about the exact opposite. Well, they put, you put your own feelings to a song. It's exactly. Like you can relate. Like, if you're super sad and you go through a breakup and you're like, oh, man, I'm going to listen to some Sufjan Stevens and put some sauce on it and make me a little bit sadder. You get exactly. to put it there, or you can make it feel better. You know, it's just like... Yeah, because <laughs> you can listen to his music and be, you know, horribly depressed, but you can also listen to it and be like, that banjo sounds beautiful. Yeah, like when I listen like, to yeah, it, I'm I kind of like, get happy when I listen I don't get to it sad. in a weird way. Yeah. Exactly. And like if uh, you know you sit there and think like oh well this whole record is about his mom dying and yeah. it's just like well you know it's beautiful, now that huh? you know that you kind of get sad all the time when Ooh, you Katie's uh, in my lap yeah she's Katie been meowing this whole time you can't hear it on the airport <laughs> I'm so sorry no that's all right uh, but yeah it's that one thing like e- even like writing a song you know you mm-hmm. can just be writing it and it's a stream of conscious and then you look at it uh, you know a year later or even when you're done. Uh, writing and you're like oh i kind of think this song might be about this yeah definitely which is a strange feeling it definitely yeah. feels like you know uh higher than you which is this weird thing and definitely not something i would yeah. ever say it just like feels like oh i'm not in control it's just coming out definitely with like e- the first ep and the split like from a lyrical standpoint i felt like i didn't know what those songs were really about and i was just kind of writing whatever i was feeling at the time but like with ep2 it was much more like forced and had a lot of more more meaning to the things i was writing so it was an interesting experience and i think like that helped me um open the gates for more like uh nos- like you said it was very nostalgic for you like i wanted more relatable guitar tones or like i wanted the parts that i wrote to be more um to reach people better and be more open i think that shows in the the instrumentals also I think oh yeah yeah it's super yeah. i mean it's just like i think when we first started playing it was hectic and then we didn't know each other very well we we're all like still possessing mm-hmm. and you know building these skills of ooh playing things together and it's just kind of got to a point where we're all like really honing in on what we're listening to and like playing so much together and now we're just so comfortable with each other while playing that it just doesn't feel like anything's happening. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like when you're about to play a show, it's like super stressful. Yeah. I still feel like I'm going to pee myself a little bit, you know, I think that's with everybody, but like I don't go up there and get scared and I'm like, Oh man, I hope I don't mess up mm-hmm. and anything. If, we, like, if, if any of us mess up on stage, like it's very obvious. I laugh. I smile. They smile. They're like, Oh, well, 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 like mm-hmm. it's more really fun with more people yeah. up there. I mean, I don't know if any of y'all have ever played solo shows, but you fuck up and it's just like, it's not funny. At oh, all. No. it's not fun at all. Yeah. Uh, but like with a group, no matter how large, even if it's just you and another person, it's and like, orchestra. well, you're yeah. messing up together. You yeah, have exactly. to have each other's backs. You know, if you get mad about, I mean, it's just not going to go anywhere. If you get mad at each other for messing up, we just, it's, we have a lot every, of everyone. Messes really. up, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I personally like to see some of my favorite bands like have like a blip because yeah. it's just kind of like it's just like yeah, it's real, you know, like they're this not they're not they're not like programmed up. robots to be perfect every time. And I'm, I often wonder if that's just a musician thing or that, that might like everyone yeah. because well then you point. talk about like the dads who like quote unquote dad rock and they're like well you know there's no humanity in music I don't like DJs and that kind of stuff and I start to think about that and wonder um, is that you know them just latching on to what other people are saying 
Or is that like actually what they feel? Do they actually feel like, oh, well, I like to hear a fuck up in a song. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that may be me just being negative. but All right. So you guys are currently, uh, as we're recording this, by the time this comes out, the Texas tour will be over. Mm-hmm. But you're currently, tonight is your first night of mm-hmm. your yeah. Texas tour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And take some showers, play guys- some soccer. <laughs> You guys have played, uh, Denton has, we've said before, and tonight you're playing at Backyard and Bell. Have you ever, ever played there? Never played there. No. Saw Sexual Jeremy. Oh, or not so Sexual good. Jeremy. That's what football. did we see? We uh, saw Mills play like a yeah, crazy like avant-garde it was so guitar good. game or something. Yeah, it was like a guitar game where they were like playing with like so teams crazy. of like the what bassist and the guitarist and the drummer and the other guitarist. I know what you're talking about. And they were silent there. the entire time like playing against each other with like notes and like competitions almost. It was confusing and I loved it. I loved Wasn't being it. Wasn't it called like goalie or something? It was goalie. It was goalie. goalie. It was yeah. goalie. goalie. That's what it was. It was yeah. wild. But yeah, never played backyard. Yeah, I don't know if they had the um, new stage that they have now. Oh, really? Then, mm-hmm. but like they've definitely it's like not that they didn't have their game together then, but it's uh, like a whole new thing. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Well, yeah. See. So, talking about tour, you guys have gone on tour before. You're on yeah. this tour, this yeah. little tour right now. Yeah. Uh, we, I'd like to ask you, not we, because there's the royal. We would like to ask you. Uh, <laughs> uh tour stories and Ooh. since you're from texas you know it is quaintly called touristers touristers and uh i'd just like to ask you uh, highs and lows you can start with whichever you like tell as many as you like and mm. what do y'all think <laughs> sam's keep, a good story guys. tour sam's stories so yeah stories and keep in mind Inkelmans. no yeah. one will know if the story you're telling is just a local houston show so that's also okay mm. fair enough I find people struggling at points, and they're like, oh, man, um, what happened on tour? I mean, we have some good stories, but they weren't on tour. I'm like, it doesn't matter. We went yeah, to a Red Roof Inn once. We were at a Red Roof <laughs> Inn once. <laughs> I was actually going to say that. One. So talking for basically, like, on our first kind of tour, we went out with this emo band called Talking Forever from Houston. And um, one van. I mean, we went, to Corpus, van. we went to Corpus Christi and played this show. And then after we had so much trouble finding a place to stay, you know, like we didn't know where to go. So we, we just ended up getting a red roof in, you know, like it wasn't too much. And we tried packing eight guys into one room. Which and they don't like it when you do. They, they did not, did you sneak not like them it. In, or we we tried. We so, tried. So we hit in a pretty good spot, but for some reason they found it. The strategy was, was this. So <laughs> strategy time. Two two or three people went and got the room and they were like inside it. And then like the remainder of the group was like in this weird laundry room area. Yeah. And like was, you know, the head honcho dude was like looking for the you know, to let them in and then he found us in the laundry room and then he kinda connected the dots. And he was just like, oh, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. And he had a gun. He had, he had a gun. gun. <laughs> so that was like the scary part. He like, was, like pulled he up was... his shirt to like, yeah, let like, us know that yeah, he had he, a like, gun. He pulled up his shirt to show us like the gun. And he was he, not He walks into that. the room. He walks finally walks into the room, and he's like searching every inch of the room, like throwing stuff, looking in the closet to see if there's extra people. It was just madness. It yeah. was insane. And he like, was gave just... us the wrong Wi-Fi password. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Just yeah. at that point, I was like, dude, where are you? You didn't give us internet? They yeah. don't tell you how many people we have. Seriously. <laughs> the the real hack to that is to uh, have one or two people go, like, uh, signing in for the mm-hmm. room and checking in, and then have the other people just, while that's happening, like, one at a time, just roll in with totally. your... Totally. Uh, it, and it has to be a big enough hotel to get away with that. Exactly. Oh, it was a small Very hotel. small. 
it's so weird. I don't understand why people. Um, if we just would have waited in the car, we could have gotten away with it. What's another good tour story? Also though? on that McAllen, that same McAllen show. Oh, that's a good. We one, yeah. um we got pulled over by like five different <laughs> cars. Just showed up. We were walking around eight guys, right? And um, McAllen's on the border, so they have a lot of border patrol, and like all these cars showed up and surrounded us. And these guys, everybody got out of the cars and like yeah. had their hands on their guns and said, "Get your passports out, get your IDs out." They lined us up. Yeah, it was, they had to look at everything. They like rolled yeah. five deep. Oh, they like, weren't messing right away. around. Like it was, it like, was right away. We were fine, mm-hmm. but it was also like, man, <laughs> that's Whoa. some scary jazz right there. <laughs> and we like just got to McAllen. Like, yeah, we literally just got out trying of the to car. find a place to eat. Yeah. I think uh, there's a record at my doorstep that if there if anybody heard that knock on the door, uh, one of the Amazon guys just walked up with a record. That Amazon dude Ooh. driving a Camry though, kind of like it. Thank you, Amazon man. Thank you very much. Amazon, I love him. Yeah, but th- those uh, it's funny. I- I've hugged the border before driving to L.A. Yeah, and like I like it was just a friend and me and like we're both just white dudes and like we got pulled over like five times mm-hmm. and we hugged the border the whole way. And like, it was just at that point where you're like, yeah, they're really, you know, pushing it with mm-hmm. like how many stops we've gotten. And like, it just got to the point and you could tell what they were looking for. Cause they would see us, they'd see it was just two white kids and be like, okay, move along. It would be like a 10 second stop. And I was like, damn, that's shitty. Yeah. Uh, you see that it's two white dudes and you assume nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, we, so we, we started fucking with them and we, uh, they, uh, say hello to us and we'd talk in like you know we would speak english but we were talking in like german accents trying to like pretend like oh yeah we are foreign but not from where you think we yeah, are yeah, and yeah, yeah. they didn't give a shit at all like they were just like very <laughs> obviously looking for something specific i was like you guys yeah suck. that's how it is man <laughs> yeah we had, a, we had a good time on the sad cop story we went on we went oh, on tour so with much them fun. that was yeah. the most hectic oh there was oh, there was there, there, driving through kansas and like like all of the they like shut down like all of the highways and like the entire oh, state. Dude. Oh, cool. and, doing those yeah, roads. and we had to like was the corn like rising up? Yes, or something? Dude, yeah, corn we were like we were like driving places. through nothing but cornfields for like gnarly. a solid had, two like, hours, and, and we couldn't like soul. and it wasn't like properly navigating us, and we had to get to a gig that night. <laughs> we were just jamming Dixie Chicks <laughs> yeah. so loud with the windows. We down. had like two different cars too, and we would always like separate the people like according to like personalities. Yes. Like we would do like the rhythm section and the strings and one and one. Uh, well, rhythm section of one car and strings in the other. We do like who we labeled insane and who we who we labeled <laughs> calm. Yeah, which that was one was always... great because we did that one on the day we had an eight hour no, drive. A nine yeah, hour and drive. you guys yeah. were good because you guys were in the calm car yeah. and I was in the insane car and we had one person actually cry because it got like, was it, it got way explain too the, much. Explain the full house. It was Grayson. Thing. It was Grayson from Sad Cop. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Grayson, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, Those guys. But it's like, because yeah. it. In, he had a reason. The people in the front seat were just blasting the Full House theme song on a loop for like a. It, it honestly lasted for like an hour and forty five minutes. That's like wild. I'm not even like I'm not even exaggerating. And they just kept it turned up, and we were like all in the back seat begging for them to stop, but they just loved it. It was it yeah. was like torture almost. I don't know if you heard like those uh, YouTube videos that are like such and such for twelve hours. Like I'm yeah. dirty dance yeah. shit like that. There was yeah. one I tried one, and I was like, I'm gonna sit through like the three hours that this thing is, and it was like the SpongeBob where he goes, yeah, yeah, and oh, 
and oh, it just does that over that and over. Horrible. Yeah, no, I, I did it for maybe like fifteen minutes, and like <sighs> I terrifying. couldn't get it out of my yeah. head for a solid night. I was like, oh wow, I shouldn't have done that. That was an awful idea. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that sounds like hell. But uh, it's fun. Between though. those two cars, after that drive was amazing because like oh, yeah. me and Jimmy were in the calm car, and we were like talking about our lives and like mm-hmm. driving nice and being like, yeah, so like, what do you feel about this? And it's like, oh, let's talk about this. Like, oh man, I love you guys so much. And then they get out and like Sam's like, that was the. Yeah, we, when, whenever slides. we whenever we met at the gig, like whenever I saw them, like they were already out of the car and they looked like very rejuvenated and happy. Great. And then we all get out of the car and we were just miserable. Yeah. But you, like, I, I bought a twelve pack a year of Mimata. I couldn't even like. So oh yeah, I remember that. I just drank it through the entire tour. Sounds very zen. Oh, it was, yeah. it was so zen. Also, so like good. Kansas is not a fun place to drive through. Like yeah. Kansas City is a really cool place to. Yeah, be. I'm actually from there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. You know, it, it's yeah. a cool place, but it is for more or less like an oasis in the middle of corn definitely and kansas <laughs> is like the oasis. only like there in nebraska or like the only place where on the highways there are bridges for the cows like yeah, yeah. there are like literally there will be a farm on your That's right amazing. farm on your left and then it's like, actually pretty good yeah they'll have it so the cows can go over from the left farm I to the right farm if cows ever fall off of those bridges i'm sure they have like fences man no, yeah man. i think they cows do railings security guards yeah. See what security guards go. Hey, cow. Hey, yeah. Watch it. Get out. Get out. Watch cow. it. It's cows dressed in security uniform. Yeah, no, it's like, like the chicken uh, Chick Fil A cows. The yeah. cows got to work too, dude. So you're yeah, saying, yeah, the yeah, cows got to work. They got to make too. their rent. So they're going like, hey, I'm working for nothing, they gotta make and you're going to kill me and milk me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm this up. <laughs> <laughs> Any more uh, stories before we move on? I'm sure on? there's another one. I'm we, sure we could get so much. so much. We're just kind of like. Really goofy, man. Like, yeah, we do some really gimmicky, rides. dumb shit. Right now, we're super into fingerboard. Yeah, we're like okay, into tech I'm decks. not into fingerboard. Yeah, David, are. he says he he's not, it. but he hey, Jimmy it. bought a, like, a real wooden finger. Like it's like wood has bearings, has wheels. Offline, people take that stuff seriously. That's There's just a, a tech deck. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a 15 minute video on uh, mm-hmm. YouTube about this guy who he started like a yes. tech deck league, and he's like, yeah. So uh, every year, I rent out this warehouse. And like people get real serious about it, and like he like they have competition. Yeah, there's one in Houston. There's one in too. Houston, June fifteenth. Jimmy's to go going to it. I I'm think I might go watch. It's just, I, I couldn't. I couldn't it. perform. It's just nuts. Yeah. It, yeah, like with that stuff. Like I love Super Smash Bros. And like I've gone to a couple tournaments. I'm like, cool. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> that was a nightmare. Dude, I yeah. had no fun. Um, Lost thirty dollars. Right. I think tech decking could honestly be an ASMR thing because mm-hmm. you just hear those little plastic wheels go. Or like when you hit a good grind. Oh yeah, Jimmy's really good. I'm okay, man. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy's good. No, he's laser good. flip off right. of like a key. He can like he can I'm like okay. do nice Shit grinds and whatnot, like crooks, and he can do like blunt slides and whatnot. I had a friend like I, you know, Blunts. like as I'm sure a lot of us did when we were younger, like skated or at least tried skating, or we had friends who did so. And, you know, like we would all skate and we all did terribly except for like one person. Mm-hmm. And there was one dude who was like like exponentially bad. At, uh, at actual skating. I thought you were saying he was but, good. But then we found out, like, uh, he was, like, badass at 
tech deck. And this was before anyone oh, actually yeah. took tech decking as like, a, oh, you can do this shit. Like he was doing all the fucking shit. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? You can figure that out with your fingers. Do it with your feet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's nuts. Yeah. I remember uh, I bought a pair of uh, skate shoes that were actually tech deck brand nice. just fuck to get a free yeah. tech deck. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Just Love thinking that. about it now. It's just like, yeah. Um, I was a Healy's entrepreneur. You know, like. I've actually never, I wish I've owned a pair of Healy's in my life. I had knock off. Let's get you some. Let's get you we some. should do a Heelys tour. Last tour we did like. We should bring that back. Deck. I'm sure that's going to come back. No, they are back. What are you talking about? Yeah, let's about? like Heely on stage. Let's Heely on Dude, stage. Dude, we lime scootered onto our KVR X set at, um, in Austin just like a couple weeks oh, ago. That's so fun. Yeah, but like scooting anywhere onto like a set where you're about to play, sick as fuck. So well, yeah, we I, have to get some Heelys. We've had a band on here who uh, they played in the middle of a uh, roller skating rink. That's so awesome. If you had either a longer, long enough cable which this sounds super dangerous or a wireless rig you could just you know that's so especially cool. as a bassist or someone who's not singing you know just roll around get, the cable and, sounds like it just fuck shit up oh yeah like, really even bad. if it works out for you <laughs> yeah. it's not gonna work out for the people behind you yeah, just yeah, yeah. set up a tripwire but like don't even show up with roller skates just like oh no i'm gonna hang out in the middle and just play mm-hmm. just yeah. show up with uh heelys That'd i feel be amazing. like i feel like if you have a wireless rig you're just like stunting it's like wearing ear pods it's like up man got a wireless rig because i'm real real rowdy yeah now, <laughs> yeah i mean like Seriously. walk up to any venue in denton with in-ears and stuff like that it, it's very much that way mm-hmm. it, it's very funny watching mm-hmm. I, I mean i'm super jealous of those people i'd like all those things mm-hmm. in-ears and wireless rigs sound very fun but yeah i think it's very funny when like small local bands like just like i work at a venue now and mm-hmm. i get <laughs> Sam just smirked at Jimmy because they think I'm an asshole. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. It's, it's, now I mentioned it's it. just I'm funny. Like, oh, no. It's just, no. it's just <laughs> funny. We don't you, think you're an we're asshole. We're just jealous because you have the cooler job. Than it's just Jesus funny, dude. Christ. Anyway, we don't think you're an asshole. <laughs> so, like, that girl was not holding that, this girl on the bike just rode by and she was she's doing she no has, hands. like crossed arms. I'm glad you yeah. saw that too. Yeah. Because that was like, pretty sweet. I saw it. You probably saw it longer than I did, but like it just went across and. I realized, oh, that's a girl riding with no uh, hands on her uh, yeah, no arms. arms. But not only that, like, arms crossed. Like, she looked like a She badass. looked mad, yeah. She's going somewhere to beat someone to death with a book. Like, she yes. wasn't satisfied with that ride. She's like, well, this mm-hmm. is just like, not whatever. what I expected. Not at all. <laughs> well, uh, you guys, we'll, we'll move on to our uh, next segment, which is uh, what we're listening to. Um mm-hmm. The host who has the uh, sound bite that we use is not here. Oh no! Uh, what is this? Can you make it with your? With your I mean, mouth? if you, if anybody wants to what pretend to make any, it is um, it's uh, Navi from um, Ocarina's. Hey, uh, listen. That's it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Hi. I already did it. I'm I'm glad you did that before I finished what I was gonna say because I was gonna say Ocarina's mask and I was like, oh, sitting there. I was man. Like, oh man! No! Fuck. No! I was like stuck in that, and then you said I was like, oh, I'm saved. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I got your back. Dude. We'll just talk about what we're listening to. I'll mm. go first, but uh, I only have one thing I'm listening to, so I would uh, uh, be ready. Uh, I've been just listening to uh, Tycho. Which is oh, just wow. Taiko. Yeah, Taiko's yeah, electronic artist. Uh, I've been on the search for. I'm a guitar player, mm-hmm. uh, but I've been on, on a search for uh, synthesizers. Mm. And uh, I read this article. I've been watching all this gear shit, and I've always really liked him, seen him live, all that kind of stuff. But then I found this. I was like, oh, I wonder what he does because he's one of the most studio uh, magician. Yeah, and he's one of the more live uh, 
actual musicians when you see him live like he's actually playing it's mm-hmm. not Bringing a dj or anything stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah and i was just seeing what kind of stuff he played with and of course he played like moogs and super expensive ones and mm-hmm. then he was like oh yeah this core uh mini log oh, is like that, yeah, he's like log. it's like uh amazing i wrote this whole album with it and it was like his grammy nominated album uh whatever that means and uh he's like yeah i wrote like that whole album on this and it's like amazing for the price point because like it's like 400 bucks yeah for anybody and 400 bucks is not a small amount of money but you know if you're talking synthesizers you need to be in the thousand two thousand dollar range to get a a quality machine get a profit six for two grand (laughs) yeah used (laughs) and I'm not a synthesizer player or keyboardist, so like I'm sitting here thinking, like, do I really want to invest in that? And yeah. then I find this like five hundred dollar uh, synthesizer that wrote this amazing album, and I'm mm-hmm. like, cool, that's the one. I went and played it; it's awesome. And so I've been listening to his stuff, like all four of his records. So that kind and- of speaks for like that music, though. Like, you don't need like the highest quality gear to make an amazing album yeah whatsoever but also on the flip side of that is uh you know when synthesizers first came out they were these really you know innovative machines but they were expensive but now or you know and then everybody wanted them so what they did is they took this like really like actual synthesis and they were more like well it also needs to sound like a grand piano it also needs to do this so now we have these pianos that you can buy for like five hundred dollars that sound like a hundred or like a thousand instruments and so but it's a thousand meh instruments (laughs) but if you you know spend the money a grand on this synthesizer that you really you have to make it sound with whatever it's going to sound like Mm -hmm. so you know it's tomato tomato i guess totally potato yeah I, I, I've been trying not to get into the gear talk on this because I love it. I'll get lost with you. Yeah, but this guy will talk to you. Hole. Let's do it. I love it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I was on an episode with a shoegaze band and we mm-hmm. found out where the gear hole is. That's not so good. Apparently it's Ooh. right next to the hole. What were they hole. called? The gear hole, uh, the tea hole, out. the taint. Wow, I'm going to seem was like it? an asshole. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to like put you on the spot. Ryklon? Yep. Yeah! yeah! That's our best. They're, they're great. I love Ryklon. Their boards so are sorry, insane. Dude, their gear, like, they're, yeah, oh my gear god down. zach's board he like welded this huge board together because they're just handy people as well and like yeah. oh their music's so good yeah. like seriously we played with them like two years ago and yeah. like in like what in uh the sketchiest part of the fort, fort worth, worth yeah. in like a <laughs> warehouse next to like a biker bar that had gangs and at like it. a gambling place yeah too. And like it was a horrible show, but we met them and they were so wonderful and yeah, zach was so funny because they started and he forgot to park his car like they, they like he like oh, I he brought that, yeah. he brought I his car unloaded things and then they started playing and then he's like oh wait, I, I forgot and he like left his car on outside <laughs> yeah. like while they play it's so funny I did that once at work uh, I I went and I it was like a four hour shift so not super long but long enough that I shouldn't have done this I have a push uh, mm-hmm. start car oh, nice. so I didn't have a, a key that went into it and uh, yeah I I basically got out of my car to go work and then i came back and i went to like i sat down in the car and i was like oh fuck it's been <laughs> on the entire the whole time i just gassed that waste it didn't waste like much i think it was like maybe half of a quarter so oh, eight. sick That's not yeah a little eight for, for like, your car four hours i think it was more of, like the battery that mm-hmm. was fucked but yeah so be careful, kids. Park your car. <laughs> Don't totally. leave your car on while you work. Yeah, so that's what I've been listening to. I said it was only going to be one thing, but there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I've been rediscovering a lot of things lately. Like, um, 
my friend had this band called Family Might, um, like in St. Louis a long time ago, and it's like a really just like wonderful, like early emo, kind of like scramsy, yelly, kind of twinkly band camp type stuff, and it's super good. And it's also this band called Best Witches that I used to really like. They're also a really good band camp band. And then a lot of I've been listening to like a lot of older Dolly Parton stuff too right now. She had like this bluegrass album she put out a long time ago and it was super good. Um I've been listening to Harumi Hasono a lot. Mm. He just did like a big reissue of his albums, so that was really cool. And there's also this band called Diet that's really good, like a post punk band. They just released a new album. Super good. But that that's really me right now. I don't yeah. know. I've been listening to a lot of stuff. Riley Walker also. Sam showed me Riley Walker. He's really good. Um, I've been listening to I like a I'm trying to like get back into my darker side. So I like mm. I like like noisy stuff, like a place to bury strangers. Mm. I've been listening to them yeah. a lot. Um I can always dip dip back into like lightning bolt. Nice. Um I've also dipped back into uh Primal Scream. I forgot how great the Screamadelica record is. It's such a it's a really good like I just recently found out that Kevin Shields was in Primal Scream. I didn't even know that. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's Bobby Gillespie from the Jesus and Mary Chain. That's yeah, his like, thing. I found that out, and I was just like, oh, I didn't wow, even know Kevin Shields was a part of it. At, yeah, was it like briefly, or was it for the full ride? It, it, I, I don't think because I saw them at Levitation in 2015. You know, Kevin Kevin Shields definitely wasn't on the stage. Like he was there for a while. No one yeah, me. like I'm confident that's probably where he got most of his money. Because when yeah. you find out about like My Bloody Valentine's spending habits. It is just. Oh, they bankrupted like three. Yeah. It is just horribly sad. Yeah. It's just, but 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 like the you know like they were talking about like oh yeah so uh, we spent two hundred and fifty thousand pounds not dollars pounds which is stronger than the U S dollar on uh, gear for one tour. It's just like you were playing for thirty days. You don't need fucking you know that much, half a million pound or a quarter of a million pounds. That's fucking crazy. We, we've talked about him a lot on this podcast <laughs> and like how i love my bloody valentine but his like yeah. kevin shields like it, it it comes to this discussion of like how much you know you hear about these people like the jared leto's who like do all this shit and then they release a really shitty movie mm-hmm. but then you hear about like a daniel day lewis who does the same stuff and releases you know you know masterpiece after masterpiece and but like and then you hear the same thing with like kevin shields where he's like he doesn't or every song has a different guitar yeah and Uh like they're all tuned like so he has the loomer guitar he has like you know oh i did i actually just recently watched that he and it's fucking what he's got like 20 20 something 30 something yeah jazz masters well they're all like they're all for nice a specific jazz song. Yeah. Like people dance have can't, done like, that because they have crazy like Sonic Youth is a prime example. Like, yeah. dude, their every song is in the craziest tuning, but they had like really weird, like cheap guitars they found at pawn shops. And you can't like go from one odd tuning to the next strange tuning because no, you your your neck will just get fucked, yeah, right? I mean, so, I don't know much about guitars, honestly. No, it's exactly that. I mean, it's the tension of the wood. It's used to whatever standard tuning. I mean, you can drop D, you can go down a half step, yeah, but if metal, you're messing metal. it from like open tunings to open tunings, yeah, you're gonna fuck it up. And with bands like this, you know, like all these like early emo bands and you know stuff like these uh, shoegaze bands who have these crazy tunings, mm-hmm. and it feels like they make up these tunings. I'm right. just like, uh, I don't get how they do that. Do they just write and like just start fucking with the tuning pegs oh, and yeah. then find it out, or do they know about these tunings and? 
the closest I ever got to figuring out this answer is American Football. They just released a new record and uh, they did an AMA on Reddit. And like, I was like, this is my chance. I'm going to ask, like, I'm going to figure it out. And like, I asked, and then like, right after I sent my question, they logged off. I was like, fuck me. Dang. <laughs> I'll never know. I mean, I guess I kind of have a theory. I, I think like a lot of, or at least me, and some some people involved in those genres, it's like a lack of music theory. It's like a lack of a background that's rooted in rules, that's like rooted yeah. in music school, that's like rooted in like, you know, having a background. It's yeah, more it of is. like discovery and, and sounds. And I think some of like the craziest bands, you you know, that make some of the most amazing music, you figure out like, oh, they don't know anything when they're making that. Like, you didn't know. Yeah, like what, not really that box. What time okay. signatures were. And I think that's what I like about us is that we don't think in like, oh, we're going to write a song in this time signature. Like, it has to be this thing. Or like, we have to write in this tuning. We just like, Right, whatever. I think we're kind of ignorant, honestly, to like all of that. Yeah. To like theory and ignorant stuff like in a blissful. Way. Yeah, blissful. We're yeah. we're like, oh, it's like a good ignorance. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, like I I understand some stuff, like oh, half step, full step, whatever. Yeah, like the very basics. Yeah. But like everything else, I I I cannot like. Yeah. Oh, some I have some friends like Mills, great example. The guitarist from Sad Cop, that man. Yeah. Shredder, but like he knows all this theories. Oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah, so and like no way, no, no. Either way is not like necessarily bad or anything, and I guess it just comes down to personal preference. Well, it's just like these, like I'm talking about these metal mm-hmm. records that I really like. I would never be able to write something like that because you listen to these like uh, yeah. rhythms, and it's just like, man, I don't even like know how you think that way. Right, and mm-hmm. it's very much, you know, they're probably thinking like, oh well, you know, let's do this and let's think about it this way. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I can't think that way. It's I also think very the, much a feeling. I think Palm is a great example of that mm-hmm. as well. Like Palm, the band. It's like I think people like on the like math rock forums and stuff. They're like always mentioning Palm, but I, I don't think Palm think of themselves as math no, rock. You know I what know. I mean? I I think they're just like breathing that mm. kind of music, those kind of rhythms it's automatically. Just, yeah, they're just like experimenting. It's kind of like Animal Collective too. I think mm. they just kind of breathe and kind of just have those oh. like. They, they sampled the slithering sound of like a fucking snake in the rainforest. Like that. They is did that, and they sampled theory. like. The sounds of uh, Saturn's rings too, man. Like they didn't yeah. get like mics up there, obviously, really but like they used they used space. like they used yeah. like some old files from like NASA somehow. I like that thought. Like, oh yeah, my bloody Valentine spent this much money on like so much gear in a studio. <laughs> yeah. Well, we spent like quadruple, yeah. if not more, to get to Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know it's like fucked up. Field like when I was like a, like a sophomore in high school, my buddy showed me Loveless. He literally he somehow convinced me that like this band purchased like a hundred something vacuums and like recorded that and put that like low in the mix and i actually believed that well for it, like a when, year when you're a kid that That's kind amazing. of stuff yeah. you'll believe anything amazing. i i had a yeah yeah no i used to I, be gullible I, as hell yeah i can't top that at all i still all. am gullible no, like, yeah, and like, and it's my, I love my bloody Valentine too, man. I actually just saw them in October, like Ooh, uh, in the in desert days. days <laughs> that afterwards, do you wear earplugs? Oh, dude, I, I, you have to. Yeah, like, I saw some people without it, and 
I even like questioned them, and like one dude was just like, "Oh, dude, this is like my sixth time seeing it." You just kind of like you just kind of like you just kind of get comfortable. They do that at every show. It's their last song. Yeah, so quote unquote Holocaust. It's like it's like the Sonic Holocaust. They do it before, like they do it like right before their last. It is the last song, yeah, because they just go back into it. Technically a jam, but it's but it's but it's sometimes it's twenty minutes, sometimes it's six minutes. Desert Days. It was about like it was about twenty five. Yeah, it was it was way too intense at times, man. Like I saw. Well, that's what they try to do. Oh, I love it. it. I love it. I love it. And there's like when they describe it, they say like, "Oh yeah, we do this," and they're like, "Why do you do it?" Because like they they call it uh, Holocaust because like some music reviewer who went to their show was like, "Yeah, like the feeling." Basically, he called it uh, the feeling of a Holocaust or something like that. He's like, "It was a sonic Holocaust." It's a hot take. Yeah, so that's why they call it that, uh, not for but any just, you know, like, political reason. But yeah. I remember, uh, like, I saw some people in the front that obviously didn't know what they were getting into. You know, they were terrified and leaving. You know, some that's what like, they I want. saw. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The real and, people um, stand be like, yes. my my buddy, yes. my buddy was there for more of like the the garage bands, like the more sixties, yeah, twing and whatnot, and. He never really dipped into My Bloody Valentine, and I was pretty much hyping him up because they played the last day of the festival and like the entire weekend. I was like, "Dude, it's gonna blow your mind," and he agreed. But he was like, after the set, we were talking. He was like, "Dude, I felt stuck." Like he said, like he said, like about like ten minutes in, like he just couldn't like. Like, he just didn't know what was going on. And, like, it's like, yeah. dude, what is this? Like, about, like, 15 minutes in, you're like, dude, what the fuck is happening? Well, like, it's then. just, it's, it's, it's really is the, like, was the most mind-altering thing I've ever like seen dying. live. I don't think Oh, I've... dude, and it's, yeah, it's going through you. It's, like, hitting your yeah, body. And, like, they just stand perfectly still. Speakers. The only thing that's moving is, like, their hands strumming. But I don't it think doesn't, see them live it's not tonal. It's, there's no tone, man. Yeah. It's just... <sighs> But it's just loud. Well, like it blew my mind. When they discuss it, like they're like, "Oh, so why do you do this now?" Even like, and they're like, "Well, it's because you know, we like to watch and see what happens." And they're like, "That's why it's kind of you know free form is because you know, you you watch the crowd and they're like, we go through the same thing the crowd's going through. Like we start off and we're like, yeah, this is really loud, and then you get to the pain, and then you sit through it, and then you start feeling really emotional about it, and then." you get this kind of euphoric feeling and they're like, yeah. And some people leave, some people get really angry, but that that's the point. It's like, what the fuck, dude? I don't want to sit through that at all. Like that would really fuck with me mentally. Oh dude, it, 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 it does. And I imagine it does. like, I know, didn't think it would actually fuck with me as hard as it did. Yeah. Been going in like, I can take it. <laughs> oh dude, I thought I could, man. I, I, I stood through the entire set. It was great. But like, especially and, if you're standing, imagine yeah. like maybe sitting, it would be a little oh, better. Yeah. Except for you. Probably Pe- people were like having rolling. to like, sit down for it and like but that moment when they just go back into like the last couple riffs of like the song i forgot what song it is it's off of it it's It's, off of isn't anything it's the the same song every time but yeah yeah. i forgot what it was but yeah because they do it about halfway through that song and then they come back into like the main riff and like close it out and you're just like whoa like kevin shields doesn't you know they don't talk it's pretty much just like a high and by like there's not yeah it's not like that crew yeah that's not much of a how are we doing, California? Type yeah. of thing. It's just like, <laughs> like he literally only said hello, and then you know goodbye. Yeah, well, that's good. I but I loved it. Yeah, that's yeah. how I wanted Minimal. it. Well, are you listening to anything else, Sam? Ah, that's it for me. All right. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, that's all I can do. Try all and right. top that. Let me. I mean, yeah. I mean, 
So I'm listening to Beyonce. A little bit of Mariah Beyonce. A little bit of, uh, what's it called? Ariana Beyonce. Now, I've been listening to a lot of the Spirit of the Beehive and um, Omni, this really bad-ass new band called Blessed. It's just good old post-punk that is super long and good. I really don't know how to put explanations of these things. It's just super crazy good, and it makes me want to cry. A lot of Andy Schaff, which is just a true lyrical genius. And I don't know. Have you ever listened to Andy Schaff? I haven't listened to any of these bands. Oh, my God. These things just blow me away. I wish I was better at descriptions. Like, Andy Schaff, I got to see him live after going on a trip. And um, by myself, I saw him, like, in a hall. He just has an acoustic guitar in this huge hall with this filled. And it was just, like, it was so emotional. But, like, this dude's not an emotional. It was, yeah, I'm out of my fucking sense. But, like, oh. Yeah. This music all just moves me quite a bit. You know, I've just been staying in this realm of listening to these things, like Andy Schaff and... Spirit of the Beehive, Jimmy turned me onto them. And that just kind of has been blowing my mind for the last year or so. Mm. Just their album, Hypnic Jerks, is just like, it's like art rock? I don't know. Is there a good way to put it? I don't, I don't know. That's what I've been listening to. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Stupid stuff. All right. Well, thanks for coming. Where can people find y'all? Where music and whatnot? Not, uh, yeah. Don't say my address, please. <laughs> Napster. You can find us, <laughs> yeah, anywhere, everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, all that jazz. Yeah, can't. we'll come, link it. Come to a show by by LimeWire. Email you. Yeah. Yeah. MP3 <laughs> files. No, we will we'll, do that. We'll throw in nice little notes. We'll send you too. FLAC files, actually. Don't yeah. mess around. Real audio heads, get out of this. Yeah, we will. We will personally heads. send you a USB with our music on it. That's yeah. that mm. you can load up. No, what yeah. we'll do That's is expensive. You know those old like funnel things? <laughs> they used to they used to record music like on pieces of wax. We'll send you a wax cylinder with the music etched into it. Mm. What were those called? I know what you're talking about though. They're called yeah. beans. Oh. Yeah. I'm I don't know old. if you're fucking with me. But nope, not messing uh, with you at all. Called beans. <laughs> yeah. Get into it. There Give you some go. Beans. Yeah. Well, uh, you can find us don't feed the artists where you found us to listen to this episode so congrats you, you found us Good uh, job. yeah I, i've got no hot takes this episode uh i went on, a, went on a little rant last episode about game of thrones uh and i just started watching that i uh you know i probably hurt some people's feelings okay. and uh i think i should take a step back i've learned from my mistakes thank you very much here's probably a song Ha, 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 ha.